Man, this cocktail is delicious. Anyway, so I, was, I had no right. idea what's exactly. going on. with us. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to Come Sit With Us. Come Sit With Us is your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. I am your host, Mark Flores. And I am Isaiah Martinez. Episode 15, titled Two Weeks. Pretty big, man. We've come to 15 really fast, it feels like. but Yeah. It's almost like we've, we, we just did 14 the other week. Yeah, it, it yeah. does feel like that. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for sitting with us. Again, this, this concept of come sit with us has, uh, it's fun explaining it to people. It's fun letting people know that this is a very general approach to various topics and it allows people to just come on in, in and out whenever they feel like dipping into an episode and letting them know they'll either be enlightened in some sort. I'm not going to say educated. I'm not here to drop a bunch of bunch of knowledge on people. Yeah. Someone will definitely reach, you know, piety right from like, you know, just listening to our episode for sure. I'm I'm not promising transcendence, but meeting meeting your, third your maker eye will also open. not promised. <laughs> you will have a, like foreknowledge of things to come <laughs> if you listen to this episode. There's a lot of uh, people with uh, a lot of prophets that don't do listen to this episode just to get the the did the yeah. <laughs> oh my god I can't even take that seriously. Fortune tellers listen the to the foresight that we have on come sit with us right mm-hmm. exactly yeah. I certainly enjoy doing these episodes with you, Isaiah, and I hope back to you guys, the listening audience, I hope you guys take something away from all these episodes because, again, we take the general approach to all these topics as if you were sitting with us with a drink of some sort or just sitting with us enjoying the ambiance that we provide and, and the and the back and forth that Isaiah provides with me because I know I get a laugh out of this guy. Likewise, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I'm not the one that's going to start. I know that you kind of want to start doing the video thing, Isaiah, eventually in the, in the thing. But the thing is, dude, I have a face for radio. Let's just you be do. honest. You do. Yeah. 100%. You do. I'm working at that part. Cause I don't feel comfortable, you know, yet in front of the camera and like, you know, putting yourself out there because the internet's so vast, you know, and it's like, I'm not, I got to work my way to break that camera shyness. Cause like, I'm not totally used to being out there, like, you know, and then slamming all this information out, you know, you'll be, you'll be back in form in no time. Mm-hmm. And I'm right behind you in that. And I know the, the studio audience with the, the dog is with us yes. as well. Yes. Anyway, I did a grown up thing the other day. You I do? ended up buying a nightstand. It's the first big boy piece of furniture that I bought. But you know me, Isaiah, I don't really like sparing no expense. Right. So I ended up getting the Sobro coffee table. This isn't a paid advertisement, but damn, this thing is awesome. I wish they, I wish they paid for it. That way I could just talk about it and did not have to pay Wayfair? for it. I did get it on Wayfair actually. And I wanted to bring that up because 
it didn't come with any any extra anything. So let's just put that out there. And I don't want to dabble into that. Yeah. Can you believe that? That's anytime you put a skew in there, apparently you get like a toddler or something. That one was pretty crazy, dude, because they would grab the the code, right? The The product code. Product code. And then they would put it in, I guess, what, Russians, uh, Russia's search engine or something that they got out there. And then that would pull up a, a kid, you know. What does what gets me these days is screen recordings like that and photo photos that circulate the internet. So what really gets me with that is that there's instances where I see I see photos on social media and there's like an array of photos trying to catch this one person up. Mm-hmm. Like Take, for example, our orange president. There's there's instances where there's several photos of him either having uh, young teenage girls on his lap or young women. <laughs> we don't know the age, right. but young women on their lap or he's right behind them, like holding them. But the thing is, is that those photos aren't clear. A lot of those photos are never clear. Mm-hmm. How long have we had high def in every regard for the last what i'd say since 2008 and beyond we had hd sports Mm -hmm. and we've ended up going into like high def photos i'm thinking if you're ever trying to get someone caught up have the clearest photos because if i look at blurry photos and i barely see a semblance uh, uh, like a resemblance of somebody that right there is red flag i hate seeing stuff like that like, oh, you thought this guy was like this, but look at these photos. I'm like, these are four blurry photos that barely come out to the guy. Or like when the Simpsons, like when they say the Simpsons predict everything. I can call that a mile away because I've seen those episodes. Yeah. And it's just like, no, you are vastly incorrect in that. It's, yeah, it's stuff like is- that just stupefies me how like people try to pass off these either blurry photos or just like screen recordings that are just like super suspect. Not saying that the Wayfair thing is, right. but there's just various instances that we've come across. And yeah. We've a saw lot of that. things come up from Facebook or YouTube and it's like, how do we know this is, we have to like, we have to somehow check this and validate these things that we get too, because a lot of these things are made up from people on the internet. And there's people out here who make memes. There's people out here who um, they put like, like even the flight logs for Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein, somebody put all these actors on there made up. It's like all these actors, half of them are not really on the flight logs, but somebody on Google put this list together and put like, um, they put all these other actors like, uh, like Tom Hanks, for example. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Uh, they put, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. They put like all these people. And when you look on the flight logs, they're not there. So it's like, but I seen this circulate all over social media. So, how what about that when that little kid was bullied? Do you remember when that little small kid was bullied back back it. a few months ago? Oh, this oh, little small sure. blonde kid, he was bullied. I don't think I've seen it. So they were trying to pass off this idea that this kid was actually like a 30-year-old man. And they were having these, again, like sets of blurry photos. Of like, oh, you thought so-and-so was just a little kid? Look at these photos. They had like a Facebook grab of of like his profile, but it's, if everything's blurry, I'm not buying it. You could come with, I can screenshot something and get a clear photo out of it. But 
you can screenshot something, edit it, and then like zoom in a little bit more to make it look okay. This is at the breaking point where it can it's passable. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm just like I'm just doing the the washing of my hands in that regard. So going back to this <laughs> coffee table, yeah, right? This coffee table's awesome. <laughs> the coffee table this coffee did table not that was legitimately bought through Wayfair, right? Legit, yeah. It has wireless charging for my phones. It has four outlets. It has a speaker within. It has a. It's embedded. It has an embedded speaker within the frame of the coffee table. So it's very er- er- ergonomic, I would say. Well, right? I w- I'd say it's very tech savvy. Mm. Uh, ergonomic would be like it actually like feels good in the palm of my hand. Mm. I, it's not that small of a coffee table, unfortunately. It's like a glove. <laughs> what if your coffee table was transportable? You could take it with you. Mm. Advancements in technology. <laughs> the iCoffee table from Apple. This table also has the best thing of them all. Two drawers. Oh, I thought you were going to say AI. <laughs> exactly. It knows where I'm at. One drawer for storage. The other drawer, it's a refrigerator. Mm. That little thing ha- can keep up like eight or nine waters. You know how you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just like, oh man, if only I had something of, of to, to quench my thirst. I am parched in the middle of the night. You end up grabbing, open that drawer, crack open a nice ice cold bottle of water. Mm. Trust me, you're going to want a side table that has a fridge after you get one. Right. So you didn't buy a, a nightstand. You bought a R2-D2. Is what you got. Um, no, I bought, I wish I bought a droid. We could have a bunch of beers and when it just <laughs> follows me and I'm like, hey, R2, <laughs> gives me a beer, cracks it open. That'd be nice. But this isn't an ideal world, Isaiah. Right, exactly. We can't have it all. Right. You know? So I ended up buying it, and, oh, it's freaking awesome. I cannot, I I don't know how how I was living before. I mean, usually I would just throw the, because I didn't have, I don't, I'm just a dude for, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a man. man. Men don't really go buying furniture without, you know, the, influence of somebody around you know domestic partner or someone influence of the relationship or some guy that wants furniture i don't i keep everything simple but i saw this and i thought of it as very practical because i can keep all my keys and stuff wallet wirelessly charge my phone my tablet and then if i want to have music oh i don't need a bluetooth speaker my freaking coffee table uh, my nightstand does it I only talk about the coffee table because Sobro actually has a big coffee table that is like the large version of that nightstand. It holds more drinks. It's colder, but it's it's coffee table size. So you can have like a bunch of things plugged in, still wireless charging. And that whole that whole space of the coffee table is one freaking speaker. Mm. You imagine connecting that to your TV. Crazy surround sound. Yeah, I was gonna say you wouldn't even need surround sound with that. Maybe a, I need a sound bar too. That's what one thing I'm missing. So how much did how much did this cost you to have all these great features to that? It was a pretty penny, Isaiah. I wouldn't say five hundred, but I wouldn't say six. You know, I'd say somewhere around there. Yeah. But 
it's going to pay dividends because the fact is, is that limits plugs. Mm-hmm. What I, I always do is fridge. When I, when I ever buy something that's, uh, that like, I always kind of like hesitate to get, I always think of it like this, like, well, I break it down how often I'm going to use it. And I break it down daily. Right. Like how much would the daily cost of me using this? You know, and if I see myself using it way beyond a month's, you know, worth of days, then I'm like, okay, this is going to be worth it. Cause daily, if I break it out by how much cents per day am right. I using this? And I'm like, well, that's worth it. So if you have this, you're going to use it for who knows, probably the rest of your life, Yeah. you know, then yeah, it makes sense to get, especially if it does all that, you know, the it's only thing awesome. that's missing is AI at this point. <laughs> just I know when you're to, thirsty, Mark. One day it's just going to wake up on its own. It's like, <laughs> so bro, open up refrigerator. I'm afraid I can't do that, Mark. Mark, for the safety of hum- mankind, I must not open. <laughs> I have been programmed to self-destruct. <laughs> Mark, I've been analyzing your life and I will take control. I you are extremely over. hydrated, Mark. Mark, I am the captain now. <laughs> Mark, why is she here? Stupid. I love Mark. you. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when the AI in the nightstand goes too far? <laughs> what happens when Mark tests out new waters with this nightstand? Will the nightstand Don't you think you've had enough, Mark? Up? <laughs> <laughs> this is your fourth beer today, Mark. What, one, one good movie, one Mark, one nightstand. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> One Night Stand from M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> the One Night Stand. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, See, that's the non-written stuff that you can get on Come Sit With Us. Now, if there was any... Let me ask you, Isaiah. If there was any news-driven, news-driven podcast, say on the Deep End Network, what, what, what show would you recommend that maybe you even host? Oh, then I would I would recommend the deep end. Mm, nice. Uh, so, the deep end we just deep dive into conspiracies like what we were just talking about um, Wayfair and th- different things like that. And I don't even know what's going to be next, dude. There's so much things out there that we can go into, but I eventually want to, you know, tackle different things like you know Robin Williams, Princess Diane. You know, I want to go down these rabbit holes and all these conspiracy things and try to get as far as we can get. You know, with it, and who knows how long, how much episodes, you know, I'll continue to do. But I do not want to stop until I get to freaking 100 for sure. That's so, what I'm talking about. Yeah, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to get to that. And then I'm going to just keep going from there. You know, um, and I feel like, you know, there's this, we've, we've talked about like how often am I going to put out episodes? Like, is it going to be every other week or every one week? But I feel like, as long as I can feel like the topics I have, it enlightens me somehow. Or if I have an aha moment, as long as I have that, that's, and I'm going to work at getting it, you know, timely as possible, but I want to make sure I have the aha moment. Otherwise I'm not going to, that's the deal kind of I made now. It's like, I'm not going to put it out unless I have that. So yeah, dude, uh, if anybody out there is like interested in that, I mean, Mark's been on almost the first like half of the show I've done so far. So definitely. Check yeah. That and out. he, and he's paid me ludicrously. Yeah. Like, just I paid him a crazy <laughs> amount. A suitcase of money. It, it actually bought the nightstand. It did actually. I keep calling it a nightstand now, not even doing it a <laughs> one word nightstand. 
He bought me the one night stand. He bought me that one bought night him stand. Bought one night stand. <laughs> nice. I am ready for my vacation, Isaiah. Tomorrow. Does know yet? Nobody knows yet, right? Not a lot of people. Okay. Imagine work doesn't know. <laughs> no, work clearly knows. Do they? Um, do, do they? Do they know what kind of vacation it is? <laughs> I'm ready. I am going to make sure I am far out as I can with work. Just making sure that everything's nicely tied into this beautiful bow before I leave. And then when I come back after Labor Day weekend, I'll be there and be like, okay, what else do we got? Why is everything on fire? <laughs> No, but so I'm excited. You, you've been to this place before? I can't remember if you have. Orlando? No, yeah. I have not. No. Okay, so this is first time going this out This is going to be my first solo vacation. Mm-hmm. This is also going to be my first venture out to Florida. So I all, all I packed was basketball shorts. I'm not packing anything else. I heard that it's going to be very humid and that you sweat in places that you didn't know you had places in. So I'm ready for that. Very smart. Okay. But I also have a large variety of... Of basketball shorts to just use that whole time, and I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I'll be all right. Totally about, okay. You know, protection for you know COVID and stuff like that. Proper masks, of course. Got my masks. Got my sunscreen because I know that the sun don't play out there. Also, I'm going to be using the sunscreen because I'm going to be out in the water park the day of Friday. So you know, popping this shirt off, letting people see my post-COVID body, which is. Not where I want it, but it's, I'm able, I'm able to, I'm able, they'll enjoy a view. Let me just say that. You know what I'm saying? But the, I just want to enjoy myself going back to going back to what I'm saying. I, I haven't had a vacation like this in four years. I've been literally doing the pins, shopping them around, doing all that. Even had the short lived movie sense. That was like a spinoff of my life. The movie sense me yeah. when I, for those that don't I love, know, I oh had, yeah, that a, was great. I had awesome. a short lived, uh, YouTube series called Movie Sense. You could still look it up. We've uh, done a v- wide variety of shows yeah. uh, and reviews on stuff. I like doing it, um, but due to some stuff that went down, we weren't not able to do Movie Sense anymore. But it was still cool to do. It was definitely a learning experience, and it helped me get you know get back into the rhythm of being in front of the camera again. You know, so. Um, you know what I was going to say is, um, speaking of trips and stuff, there was one time we were at our um, our local bar or whatever, and we were, me and Mark were chilling. I think it was like random Thursday night or Friday night or something. And we were there chilling, and there was this other two guys that were there at the bar. They were kind of sitting near us somewhat. And uh, we were like, I think we said, hey, you know, how's it going, whatever. And they started talking about uh, vacations. I don't know how we got on the subject, but yeah. I guess they were like, "Oh, you guys got to head out to Dominican Republic, man." I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, wait, why? Why do we got to head out there? He goes, "Oh, that's where it's at, man." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's where you're gonna get all the hyenas, man." And I'm like, <laughs> and he so, was talking about he was talking about like all these like all these sexual like journeys he's been through. I guess he went to like some swingers right. club or yeah, something. That's right. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm with this girl right in front of her dude, man. I'm like, Oh, what? Really? It's like, yeah, you got to go out there. I'm like, man, I'm really just trying to sightsee. I'm not even trying to do <laughs> yeah. that. And we're at the point where when you're at the, when you're at a bar and when you're at a bar and you get this guy who's talking about his story, you're there waiting for him to wrap it up. 
Yeah. Like, this story doesn't move me. It didn't move Isaiah. And I'm just probably about three quarters into my drink. And I'm just like, oh, man, that's crazy. After you get about a few uh uh-huhs and a few that's crazies from me, I'm tuned out. I'm waiting for you to, like, finish up and be like, well, well, good luck with that. Yeah. Because I I just don't (laughs) want to entertain it any further. This guy was getting, like, more and more into, like, hey, go to this spot. What do you Hey, the red light district here? Oh, you'll like it, man. You'll really like it. I'm like, I know. I know what you mean when you say stuff like that. Yeah, he was just going in detail. Like what he's alluding to. Saying how the swingers place, like, the guy wasn't, he was down to let him be with his wife and all the stuff and like yeah and then he's talking himself up like he was like the main guy there or something yeah the guy was napoleon's height too i remember that (laughs) and i'm like okay well that's cool man i mean i don't know if the story's true or not but hey it sounds cool sounds like a good story just one (laughs) of those one of those times at our local at a local dive bar yeah and i'm talking about like i'm just talking about like traveling like see the world and stuff like (laughs) he's trying to show you the caribbean over here like you know mixing mixing myself up with like trafficking and all the stuff that's going down on there but this guy's like yeah you gotta go dominican republic man yeah, not for sightseeing oh you'll see a side all right but you know what i mean yeah there's another guy there too mark speaking of how you were saying like after you're talking about wrapping it up he kept saying uh one time it was really he was he was pretty drunk and he was talking to mark he's like um oh uh, but uh, uh what do you say but at the end of the day at the end of the oh, day oh my gosh so we had this one. other guy this other guy was sitting next to me and he looks at one of uh, the few like bracelets I have on my arm. <laughs> What's that for? I'm all, you know, drinking my beer. I'm all, uh, commemorate commemoration of some stuff. Oh, uh, that's cool, man. So you around here. And I'm like, Oh no, I know where this is going. Isaiah's on my right side. And this guy's on my left. <laughs> and I'm all like trying to like to myself out by like, Oh man, I'm, I'm just trying to watch pro- the, the basketball game. I know like yeah. every time we go to the, uh, our watering hole, it's like, there's usually a basketball game. I'm just yeah. trying to, chatted up with isaiah this guy was just found out i spoke spanish so this guy was like oh go get a papa at the end of the day i was like slowly and surely this guy starts turning into tony montana from scarface i looked at him man i got two things one time word one time i'll tell you one thing when you have the thing thing on you man you know who i am i'm tony montana and he was like hey man where you from i'm like what are you talking what the fuck do you mean where i'm from I'm like, oh, bro, just stop. And then after that, he was just he just wrapped it up with like his slogan. He ended yeah. up developing a slogan he with me. He's all like, at the end of the day, he would say that in English, but then he'd follow through with some like Spanish gibberish. Me, mama. Yeah. At the like end that. of the day, con tu mama, tu mama también. I'm like, get the heck out of here! What is this dude? Keep bringing the mom up at the end of the oh day. Oh my like, gosh. Why? This guy was the the talk of our conversation heading back home because we were just like, man, I hope we never have to deal with something like that again. That was funny. So we had that and it all stems back to me going on this solo vacation. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. I am going to definitely learn some new experiences out there. Not to the extent of the Dominican (laughs) Republic like this guy, but I can't wait to go out there and um, actually... Romeo and Abel are actually going to be out there for a couple okay. of days. So yeah, those two guys are travelers, yeah. man. Those are, yeah, we'll be sure to check. I'll be sure to check them out while they're over there. Like the book of Eli you know, and out there. And I was actually able to sneak in some, some Disney world into my schedule. So I'll be heading to Epcot and then the magic kingdom another day. 
So I'll be able to squeeze all that in while I'm doing Universal. So it's going to be nuts. This thing's a big world, so you're going to have to like walk to each location. So for the Universal portion of my vacation, I'm actually at a nearby resort. Mm. So I could just get a walk or take one of the um, the water taxis. It's just okay. a little boat you get to take. It's, they, they make it sound cool, but I'm, I'm going to take it just to get some shots in because I got my camera charged up. I'm about to take a bunch of pictures, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna like be, I'm gonna be shoes. that tourist. Bust out those roller shoes and just start rolling around everywhere. <laughs> oh, the Heelys? Yeah, just Hey, what's up, ladies? <laughs> That'd be sick. All right, I'll leave. <laughs> Walk back. So yeah, I'm excited for it, ready to see what's gonna happen. Um I'm only down I'm only down for that area now just because it's limited capacity. There's not gonna be a lot of people there. I get a good opportunities to get um, shots of all the rides and stuff. I'm a, I'm a sucker like that. You know, I like taking photos of the rides because it preserves history. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like doing that, but I'm excited. I'm like, really like at a certain time on Wednesday, I'm just going to be tuned out, tuned out of work and just ready to roll yeah, out come, to come Thursday. The, and I know that you saw a smile on my face when we came in today. Yeah, so Mark had an extra pep in his step, and I was uh, not sure why, you know, because he seemed um, kind of like like he had some news to drop, you know, and I just didn't know what it was. It looked like I had a piece of candy in my pocket, right? Yeah, there you go. So uh, so I asked him, but then when it started, as soon as he started kind of letting me know, I said, well, stop. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. You know, tell me. We got on the show, and so yeah. So, what what is it, man? What's what's the what's the thing that's uh? So it's it's always been it's always known in podcasts when I do podcasts. I keep everything completely anonymous. I don't divulge where I work. I never ever do any of that. But at my latest job, I ended up putting in my uh, letter of resignation effective two weeks from now. Fancy way saying you put in your two weeks. So, okay. Well now how I discovered this is Mark said, what are we going to title the episode? I'm like, I don't know. What do you, what do you got? He said, let's title it two weeks. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting in two weeks. I'm pregnant. He goes, well, what happens in two weeks? I'm like, resignation. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. And he's like, mm-hmm. I was like, what? So, yeah. So, I ended up finding a better opportunity somewhere else. And so, how did you put your resignation? Did you just like send out an email or did you call somebody or how did you do it? So, the timeline of today goes is that I ended up getting the offer from that company mm-hmm. and I ended up letting my superior know. And at one point where Superior was bringing it up to upper management to possibly do whatever to entertain some offer. I don't know. I ended up deciding that I just wanted to give my two weeks. I don't care how or what they do because all of what I wanted during that whole time where I've been working, I've been understaffed. I've literally had no help Minus the one person that's assigned to me the whole time. And I've been understaffed. I know you've always told me, you know, how they, like, I think 
Well, you could lead us down the timeline again, but I believe like it first started off with them assigning you help and then the help went away and then Correct. it was just you doing multiple jobs. Correct. So from the time I started my f- position inside the office area of that of that job cuz I was somewhere I was doing field work outside, you know, doing stuff that's related to the industry that that I'm in. But when it came time to be in the office, I had a specific task and even despite my various promotions, I have been still doing that first initial task that's still full-time that requires full-time capability. And I was still managing my job at the same time, still managing my department at the same time, trying to wear 18 hats on top of one head. Which can be very wearing. I simply, I made that a clear point in my letter of resignation. Oh, I yeah, wanted to. You, you've told me multiple times before how there's been times where you even went off on, on them before, letting them know clearly like, hey, I need help. You know, and I need, and I need people. I need people. I can't be running I, all this on my own. Isaiah, I'd be happy with one additional person. I can teach somebody how to do this job and give them the opportunity, the same opportunity that I was given. I didn't know. I only knew basic stuff in the beginning and I was taught by my boss and I ended up having a successful, I have a successful career out of it. I want to do the same for someone entry level too, but I've never been given that opportunity. It's unfortunate, but Hey, you know, it's uh, so I'm heading out, you know, I wish, I wish it was different, but um, it's kind of good having a set of combos like this leading up to a vacation. Right. <laughs> because I'm happier. I'm, I'm elated of this new venture that I'm going to be taking. But it is what it is on their regard because they've had several opportunities to fix the situation. And all of my requests have gone to deaf ears and... I feel that if no one listens and no one responds to what I'm doing, I feel that they have no respect for me. And it's very evident because I had a lack of help in my department and that was it. So that's been my manager tenure. So where are you? Is you going to something similar? Like is it a similar type of thing you're doing? Or Very similar. Very similar in my, in my, um, in my realm of knowledge. So I'm actually going to be training in a lot more Things that I'll need to know eventually to make me, to make the, to make the sword a lot more sharper. And I'm all for it. I'm all ready for the opportunity and I'm ready to thrive. I, at one point you feel at a company that if you're not getting enough help, but, and also you've hit your ceiling with that company. It's like, well, if I don't have enough resources to thrive, I'm not going to be able to break through this. I'm literally going to be hitting a plateau every single time that I, and when I get to this point, I'm going to be brought back down because something's going to set me back where the re had the resource been there for, for, to help, we wouldn't have been in this situation. Then I go back to hey, jabronis. I needed help this whole time. So I'm tired of wearing that as an excuse for some, sometimes a mistake happens 
And I'm sick and tired of using it as, a, as an excuse because that shouldn't be an excuse. You start sounding like a broken record and then it starts sounding like, yeah, yeah like if it is an excuse and it's not, it's, it's just not. a reality. It's, it's literally a fact. And I've, yeah. my letter, my letter of resignation was certainly healthy and it, I, I vented 100%, but they'll, they, uh, I'm always forever grateful for the opportunities that any company has ever given me because I, I'm, you know me, I'm, 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 I start usually from nothing mm-hmm. in places where I end up doing my best to thrive in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to quit. And this instance, I've just felt like no matter how much I'm putting in work, how much I'm doing it, it's like, well, well, damn, like throw me a bone here once in a while and help me out. And I don't get the help. And I'm like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to go somewhere where I can get, I can thrive and make, make some more, make some more moves happen. So yeah, I recommend to people out there that are out there in the work field. I know it's tough times amidst this pandemic, but if you feel that there's your company can give you enough resources during the times. Always assess that. Always assess the low times that you, the company that you work at is at a low, and then understand that. Understand the peak of their prime, and then if you're able to assess, hey, wait, they're actually at a good point here because they're making as much money as they did, but here I am with less. Well, then something has to change. That means they have wiggle room. And they're in the black a little too much. That's when you have to speak up. And I've did my best and it's gone to deaf ears. So how does it feel making a transition like mid pandemic? I mean, was there any type of like, I don't know, uh, concern that you had like um, making this transition since we are going through mid pandemic, like with another company? And I did think of that, but I also know that I'm more than capable to make it happen. Especially because I went in knowing the risk of, hey, if I make these calls to other places, like you better be all in and let's you better be about it. And you better step up to the plate when it happens, because you may not be invited back to your old old spot. I went in fully knowing that and I'm going to be in here thriving, do my thing. So that's what it is, man. I mean, let me ask you, Isaiah. I know. um have any of your, is there any graceful exit that you want to talk about in any one of your former occupations that you, that you will remain anonymous with? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> my last two exits, I think were, I, I, it's hard to kind of break the news. Cause like when I first like quit Metro PCS, I went in, you know, and I was doing great. My numbers were all good and everything else green across the board. And I went in and uh, the, the, my manager, the boss, you know, he's counting me, he's cre- counting my register. He's like, are you excited about all the stuff? And I'm like, oh, great. Am I excited? I'm about to break the news that I'm about to <laughs> You're not about to be excited, boss. Let me wait till you hear this. <laughs> he's like, are you excited about all these promotions and all this stuff? And I'm like, hey, um, Jesus, I, I got to talk to you, man. And he's like, oh, I'm like, bro, I've been, I've been looking for other opportunities. I worked here for a good solid year putting in numbers. Finally, something's come across, you know, so this is, I'm actually going to have to like quit immediately. The, the sucky part is I had to quit immediately because I had to start like um, over the weekend. So I couldn't even give it two weeks, which sucked. Wow. Because I wanted to. 
but I is could. that because this other job yeah. was telling you that hey yes. look mind you this one's for paychecks and paychecks you had to get go through like like um about like four interviews right and they, and they took like them about four or so months to hire me because there wasn't any positions open so they had to wait till there was one till they could bring me on so when they finally gave me that call i'm like oh she's like can you start monday i'm like well yeah i guess you know i don't get to put in my two weeks but you know sure yeah i'll start monday because i've been waiting for this other opportunity and i was excited about it because they're going to ship me to new york and all this stuff so i'm like yeah so but breaking the news to my boss who was you know he's been good to me like we have no bad blood or nothing like that even to this day like we're not friends but i know if i saw him we'd be cool but he was that one was kind of hard and then my last one at ufc gym um that one I kind of didn't really like too much because the boss there, she, um, she like, I struggled with her because she didn't, she was running payroll, but her knowledge of payroll, cause she worked at, um, 24 uh, hour fitness for like most of her career, almost like okay. know, 15 years, 20 years. So she was kind of like, she didn't really know a lot as far as the payroll world and me coming from paychecks. I knew a lot about a lot about breaking down taxes. I knew a lot of extra things. So she knew all of what she knew and she was yes. good at it. But when yeah. it came to something else, did she try to fake the funk? Sort of. So I had her trouble like saying, Hey, we got to do this. And she'd be like, what? No, like she didn't want to because she wasn't sure of herself. And I'm like, well, this is what we should do. We should do this. And so I had a lot of trouble feeling like I was under somebody who could help me grow. Right. I felt like, I was really just kind of, you know, running just right off the street. Like I was just doing it myself and I just didn't feel like I was under somebody who had experience enough to like, Hey, this is how you grow. This is how you become better at what you do. I felt like I was just taking everything I knew and was, I was running with it, but I didn't really work under somebody. So anyways, my relationship with her wasn't too great. So when I put my two weeks, two weeks in with her, I just sent an email out. Like I didn't even have the conversation i just i'm like all right i'm i'm just gonna put it in because i was driving far and over a year's time that starts to really wear on you like i was taking a train taking a bike i felt like i was doing a triathlon just to get to work <laughs> every morning uh, isaiah's 45 minutes into his iron man <laughs> he and it? he's at work ladies and gentlemen he is at work <sighs> he made it to the dorm just in time a new record <laughs> so um that one i put in two weeks and so they actually got mad at me like I actually lost a friend because they got mad that I, that I put in my two weeks and, um, they weren't expecting that. So she got mad at me. My friend got mad at me and I just told them like <clears throat> the honest truth, like this is far from me. Like I'm driving from Rialto to Santa Ana every day. Like it's far. <laughs> and the, the, and I've been doing it for a year. So it wasn't like I just barely started or something, you know, so I've been doing it for some time. And I got something that was closer and, you know, instead of being happy for me, they were just like upset. So what they did was like, instead of me coming in my two weeks, they're like, we're going to pay you two weeks, but don't, you don't have to come in. I'm like, fine. Dang. That's right there. So pay me the two weeks. I don't have to drive for sure. I'll take that. <laughs> Perfect. So that's how that one happened. Um, and it's, it, I just feel like it's always hard for me to like let people know, but there's always those moments, you know, when you have those moments where you're like, like, damn, I wish I could just quit right now on the spot. Like, there's been moments like that I've had just to, like, get back at somebody. But, you know, I know that's emotional and that's emotion, but. More being reactive. Yeah, more being reactive than, you know, being 
more sound, but I feel like it's always difficult to do. It's I don't feel like it's it's easy. I tell you one thing: there's never I've never felt this way ever in ever in my life where I'm at a job and I have all the chess pieces. Yeah. I can say that with 100% certainty because the fact is, is that there's not a lot of people within the company I work that knows what the hell I do. And the great, the great thing about that is it allows you to negotiate and create the leverage, you know? So it's just like, I was able to get more money after UFC gym because I had the leverage. Like I had this job already. It was closer and I get more money you know, and plus bonus and all this stuff and benefits, which I didn't get at UFC gym. So there was just wow, so, I didn't much know that. More, so much more reason I should go there. And no. yeah, you figured Dana White would slap on some benefits. Yeah. They, and plus they got in a lawsuit after I left. So I'm even more, much more greater. Like I think I'm more thankful that I left because you know, they got themselves into a little mess. I'm glad that speaking of lawsuit, yeah. a lot of people are wondering, <laughs> A lot, a lot of people in my walk of life are like, oh, Mark, what? how are you able to to finally take a vacation? I was like, I don't like spending my own money on vacations, but thanks to the good people at Bass Pro Shop for oh, having that having that long-time lawsuit that I was telling you yeah. about, that class action. Did you tell the audience about this? How you got this? I don't, I think, don't so. think so. No, because it's a dumb story. It is dumb. really dumb. So for the gist of what I've read about this Bass Pro Shop class action, is that I applied to Bass Pro Shop in 2008, right when they right when they set up that little outfit over in Ontario, um, yeah. Ranch Cucamonga area, and I didn't get a response back. So I was like, "All right, cool." So I ended up finding another spot somewhere else, but I ended up getting a couple letters like five, six years into. So what, like 2015, like actually a long, longer time than that saying that, Hey, look, we ended up finding out that Bass Pro Shop, there was a certain field that you indicated for your ethnicity and that if you put anything outside of what they desired, I'm not saying they preferred a race or they didn't, that's not me, but the, what I put apparently didn't, didn't meet the algorithm <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't and they just, the they just totally like botched my application. Yeah. So you which got is, racially discriminated against. That's what it looked like. <laughs> but the thing is, is that Bass Pro Shop's never going to admit it. They're like, Hey, we're not yeah. going to admit it. Here's some money. Right. Which is the best part of a class action or settling it out, out of court. So Yeah. Ended up uh, having this like <laughs> this various letters of saying, "Hey, look, we may have something for you. Jeez, hey, check man, this out." I should apply to more spots more often. You yeah, initially discriminated against. And yeah, it was a it was a healthy amount. Yeah. It was a healthy amount that ended up. I was just like, "Yep, let's take care of this with that." <laughs> I just picture them. I just picture it now, like them running a report. Yeah, run me an Excel that also just on this Excel sheet <laughs> just mark for us with, with every ethnicity there. Okay, not them, not those, definitely not those, <laughs> and keep those. And here we go. Oh man, well that's hey, you, you get something out of that, man. One hundred percent. Out of a simple task you did was just apply. Yeah, talk about talk about being right place at the right time. Exactly, man. I, I, I got a lawsuit myself going on, man. I sent I sent in this big appeal, and it's about like what twelve or so pages of just all this legal jargon. And I, sent I love it in legalese. And, yeah, I know, right? 
And so I sent it in and I mean, this could be huge for me. I mean, this is talking about a total refund on my school tuition um, plus stopping any future payments. So, and there's valid good reasons in there. I have a lot of proof needed. And so um, I'm waiting on that, saying a prayer. You know, the second part is that I hear DeVos isn't the ideal person I would want to be the approver, but she... Right now, they're this, the Department of Education is forced to having to review these appeals. So they have to look at it. So I know that much. So Betsy DeVos is going to come in, clock in, and check your thing. She has to. I, Isaiah <laughs> Martinez versus the Board of Education. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, there, dude. Your, your stuff's a drop in the bucket compared to... Therefore, dude. we should... Yeah. <laughs> all this legal jargon. Therefore, we... Therefore... Th- <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, the client, Exhibit A, yeah. Here, I, hereafter, here, therefore, legalese is funny, man. It is funny, dude. It it's funny. it's they've created a language to where only lawyers are going to understand it. Yeah. And if I'm presented legalese, I've I've watched a few movies that kind of dabbled in it, but that's where my education stops on it. Man, if you take the bar or anything like that, kudos to you. Cause exactly. Because when people tell me that, yeah, I have tough. to go up to study for the bar. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go down the street. <laughs> we'll study right now. Let's go to 24-Hour Fitness, lift some bar. <laughs> so to the people out there, I mean, it's if you guys ever want to divulge your, uh, your uh, graceful exits out there, be sure to let us know through uh, the Come Sit With Us Instagram over at uh, Instagram at come.sitwithus. Yes, that would be that would be actually pretty interesting to know. I'd like to know about some graceful exits out there. Yeah. Because be I, I, I'm trying to do my best to keep super anonymous with all this. And it's just, it's always, it's always helped me out because who is what going to do about this? It's yeah. all anonymous. Right. Beautiful. So... I kind of want to end this uh, with the last segment of tonight's episode of Come Sit With Us. This is episode 15, titled Two Weeks. I want to thank you guys for remaining remaining on, listening to us with Come Sit With Us. We do our best to provide you with constant enter- entertainment, and we honestly put our best foot forward when it comes to enlightening, educating, and trying to make this lighthearted and fun. We... A couple of days ago, received the unfortunate news about the passing of a fantastic actor. He, the degree of difficulty that he had to go with going forward with all the movies that he went forward with is honestly something to behold. Um, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away at the tender age of 43 years old. And it's just sad to see one of our current, one of our current players in the MCU universe, you know, one of the most impactful African-American actors there was in a short amount of time. We're playing, he was playing James Brown, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall. The guy was on point with doing this stuff. And from what the news told Everybody and we all know that he was diagnosed with stage three cancer, uh, stage three colon cancer from 2016 on, meaning that he was going through treatment 
little bit during the filming of Black Panther and beyond all the films that he made after that. And 21 Bridges, I know 21 Bridges, he, he actually got done filming this last, I believe that's one of his last films. And I got to rent it because it was, it actually came out last year in December, December 2019. And I, and I wanted to check it out, but I, what was going on in February and January, it was yeah. just like, uh, probably not a good time to watch anything in the theaters. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, man. It's it sucks because you had this guy who made you believe in a superhero that that was very seldom seen within the comic book lore. I mean, you didn't have that many black superheroes. I can Static Shock, uh, Blade. You have Black Panther. You have um, very few else that I remember as far as black superheroes you have a uh, uh, steel super superman the other uh superman iteration of steel john henry you know that guy i mean there's not a lot cyborg there's not a lot i barely named about five or six right now yeah so it's 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 very chadwick knew the role he had to take in with black panther he knew the responsibility with it and he knocked it out of the park with black panther Endgame, Infinity War, and Civil War. Granted, the th- three that I mentioned, he w- didn't have a very deep role, but his Black Panther movie, a very good debut for Black Panther. One of the highest grossing movies of 2018. And it really brought to light people wanting to see the sequel, which we won't unfortunately see with Chadwick Boseman in it. Because he's no longer with us. Yeah, it sucks, man. Cancer sucks. And it's it just always seems like it gets the people that are like the most impactful, you know, the people that make the biggest difference. I mean, this guy embodied basically like a, a, a real modern day hero. Like, not just on the screen, but, like, a lot of people looked up to him, you know, just for what it meant, for how big it was of a moment. And he seized it, and he was playing other roles um, that, that it was just, it was a, it was a, it was changing. It was like a culture shift of all these movies that were having the main character be, uh, a black person who was now being the main uh, centerpiece of uh, hero movies and just being more of the center topic piece. And, um, and what better person than, than this guy, because he just seemed so poised. He seemed just um, experienced, mature enough to handle it as well as to execute it. Um, yeah. He just seems like a very, 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 um, cool person like that you can just talk to and relate to very relatable um the movie black panther great debut and i know it was hard because it was during a during a controversial time you know so there was a lot happening a lot was being discussed with um with race and everything like that and then this movie drops and it just kind of shut all that out you know because it just shows you like it was beautiful yeah 
and uh, and I, what I love particularly about that movie, the Black Panther was like the ending, how he goes, you know, to like America, and he's right there in that black coat, you know, chilling, like standing there, and then the kids are like, "Who's that? Like, like that's that a hero? That's," and they were just admiring his um, his automobile, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he's standing right there, like you know, like glad he's there, able to make a difference. Yeah, ready you know? to help. Yeah. So that moment kind of stuck out to me, like throughout the whole movie, like the ending part where he's like standing there chilling, and looking out, you know, at the kids and stuff like that, because you can see that translate to not just a movie, but in real life, that's how he feels. You know. To to have Chadwick Boseman keep his sickness under wraps that whole time shows you that he wanted to keep pursuing stuff till the wheels fell off. And that to me is not selfish in a regard to where it's like, he doesn't want to share the information. It's more along the lines of, I don't want people to feel sorry for me because I'm still going to be doing the same thing that I'm doing. Keep acting. You know how impressive that is to keep doing high, to keep doing films that involve high physical demand, high mental demand for you to remember your lines. It's impressive to me. It's impressive to me that this gentleman went from 2016 on to now and made it happen. I am... I have few words to mention about this, but I wanted to make sure that in closing that you guys know that the year 2020 has shown us that it is taking no prisoners and that life in general takes no prisoners. Um, you know, it's, and I, and I mentioned that phrase because it's, we lost Kobe Bryant. We lost someone like Chadwick Boseman. Both are definite examples kind of in contrast to each other because here you had Kobe Bryant who gave us a long time of basketball and gave us a lasting legacy. And then here you have Chadwick Boseman who came on the map in the 2010s and from 2016 on he became the guy. He became the, he became that the new African American lead that you can know. Hey, look, Chadwick can do this role, but he did it, knowing he was sick, knowing he had a timetable. Kobe didn't know he had a timetable. This gentleman did, but both of them, in their same respective regions, were still able to thrive as much as they did. Kobe relentless on the court. Why? Because of so much practice. Chadwick Boseman still did his thing with no excuse. Both of them put in the work. Take those two examples and those two people that we've lost and that we mourn for to this day. Take those two examples and realize, hey, look, I may not be as sick as Chadwick is. Life is too short. Kobe went out in an instant in an unfortunate helicopter accident. We have to use every day as a treasured moment to make sure we excel. And in closing with this guys on come sit with us, I do not like using this section as a shameless promotion, but 
this grants my business grants the opportunity for this now we had, we now have a black panther t-shirt available on the notorious pin website or that. on instagram at el notorious pin but we want to let you know that 50% of the proceeds that come with the purchase of this shirt half of that is going to help research um uh for the colon cancer coalition so we can help assist and try to take down diseases and and illnesses like colon cancer to help to help them just to to help eradicate them because there's people that have gone by the wayside into unfortunate death because of it we're going to try to do our best at the, at the notorious pin to try to help eradicate it completely cancer is a it's a very unfortunate disease my my father was a cancer survivor he didn't go out like that you know it's it's, it's one of those things but uh he had it but he survived it but it still it made him a shell of what he you know he was a shell of his own his old self it takes a lot out of you so make sure you guys use your vessel as long as you can even if there's a timetable max out your life in closing i want to thank you guys for tuning in to come sit with us i'm mark flores and i'm isaiah martinez and most importantly be well